there's a storm, um, they always say like there's a storm and then they say there's an eye of the storm. And when we think about the eye of the storm, when we think about the witness, that witness is usually the still part. That's the still part of the storm. For a lot of us, when we think about chaos or any kind of, and a busy season, we get caught up in becoming the chaos itself and the busyness itself. And we just start piling a lot of tasks onto our plate, thinking that the longer the lists, the more chaos there is, almost like the more value we have. I shared with a group this week uh, that I worked with um, in a workshop, um, we were talking about the value system. And in the value system, I brought up the, we were bringing up the concept that you pay the most attention to the things that matter to you most. So a woman piped up and said, so where does, how does pain fit into this? And I said, that's a really good question. For a lot of us, we value our pain. And she goes, that's impossible. And I said, well, I'll ask you a question. What do you talk to your friends about the most? And if we talk to our friends about our pain and our chaos and how busy we are or how much we have to do, or the stress we have in our life, or the annoyance that certain piece of, pieces of ourselves even are, then that's the things we value most because those are the conversations we're having. So what I said was to begin to change that narrative, we have to really go back to the drawing board and ask ourselves, what do we value? And talking about Elul is a really, really great way to realign some of that value system. And what you want to first do is ask yourself, what do I value? But when we usually do that, there's a lot of, we, we draw blanks. A lot of times we draw blanks. So you want to ask yourself why you do what you do. So if you want to find out what your values are, ask yourself, why do I do what I do? So a great way to, a great practice would be to write down a list of what you have to do. Once you have that list drawn out, near, on the next column, write, why do I do what I, why do I do this, right? So... When we do that, then we can understand. The simple one is we clean the house so we have some clarity. We go for a walk to create blood flow and rhythm and, 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 it, and, and it helps with the muscles, right? It's, it's a great exercise. Thinking about why we do what we do will really help us add value to what we, and, and focus to the things that matter most. So for a lot of us, there are, when we think about Yontif or Elul, um, for a lot of us, the negative comes up. And I know even for myself, like thinking about this year, right? And I was like, oh, like, you know, uh, 
I wasted so much time doing this or obsessing over that and I can't get past whatever whatever those things are. Um, noticing that there's a heavy focus on the things that I can't do. So I have to ask myself why? Why do I why do I obsess over that? And then also why do I keep finding myself in the place in the same places? And that's and that's a really great one to ask ourselves. Why don't we see ourselves moving forward? Because for a lot of us there is a sense of stuckness that we experience in these processes, which is kind of the frustration or the the dead end we find ourselves in in the in the questions of why. So there's a really really fundamental uh, piece of information that really can help with really crossing that threshold or creating a, a you know a, a through lane rather than having a dead end in our experiences and. This is the concept of receiving. And I talk about this all the time, but I feel like as we evolve more, it might hit different. It might hit different. So when we get to a dead end, it's like eating and not allowing the food to digest. When we think about our practices, our spiritual practice, or even our relationships. This could be your relationship with yourself, your relationship with a spouse, wanting a spouse, wanting, craving success, whatever that is, there's two components. And this really leads us into like the long task list of why we do what we do. And that is that there's two parts. There's doing the work, and then there's the receiving. There's the nurturing, there's allowing. And the concept of intimacy is the concept of allowing. It's really just being in that space where you've done the work and now it's your time and now it's the time to really allow yourself to feel nurtured just like you would allow the food to digest. Coming back to interior design or reconstructing our play our, our environment. If we're finding that certain things aren't working for us, we have to ask ourselves, are these things being communicated properly in our day? Are they being are we are we are they giving the right message or the wrong message in the way we present ourselves or the way our house is structured, which is the in, inner home, right? So when we think about negativity and we think about the negative experiences that live on a loop in our head that we give so much value to where does it live there and why and once we're able to ask ourselves why do we allow this or what purpose does it it have day to day to live almost rent free in our head um, we can get some clarity and ask ourselves, is this constructive? And if it's not, then there's something called storage <laughs> or giveaway. And we can allow ourselves to redesign our space. So as we move into Elul, 
we have to ask ourselves if we have a lot of access. There's a lot of access. For a lot of us, we are able to consume a lot of information. We can have many friends. We can buy many things. So we can have a lot. The question is, is the quality, is the quality of these experiences productive? Are they actually working for me? Or is the idea of it, am I playing off the idea just like I would play off the idea of feeling busy or saying that I'm busy? Um, so it's really important to ask yourselves those questions. Like what is actually working for you? What have you been working towards that hasn't been successful? So when we, when we think about like, for example, I'll just bring up social media because social media is a really easy one. Um, for, for businesses, we like to use social media as for sales. Um, and at some point they change the algorithm to only being able to show your, um, the content to 2% of the audience. And when that happened, I had to change my model of if this is something that's inconsistent in my life, I don't know if I can dedicate so much time or value to it in the space of the type of business that I want to create. Because what I noticed was there ends up being a lot of waste. So I'm not getting anything back from it. Right? And that's when we talk about receiving, it's what are we getting in return? What are, what are we really getting in return? So even chuva, the concept of chuva is returning, right? So in these areas, you're allowed to be selfish. You're allowed to be selfish and say like, what am I getting in return? Is this, is, are these things in my life really giving me something? Am I getting something out of, out of it? Or is it just, I'm getting some kind of idea, right? I'm getting a quote unquote opportunity and the concept of opportunity is a bottomless pit. It's kind of a fantasy. It's a chase. And I found myself this week saying no to a quote unquote opportunity, especially that it was approached as an opportunity because it would take up so much of my time. And there wasn't much I personally felt I would get out of it. In the past, I would have done it because I jumped at many opportunities and I was, you know, that's how it goes. It's like, don't pass up an opportunity. But when we know our value system and I was able to like look at my schedule and look at what actually had to get done that gives me something in my life, that feeds me, that nurtures me, that is supportive to my day to day, the answer to that question was no, that didn't, um, it didn't, uh, it wasn't supportive. Now, for a lot of us, we look for a way to find that to be a negative and saying, oh, I don't want to do it because I don't like that person or it's not, or they're devaluing me. It had nothing to do with that. When I take full responsibility for my practice and what I value when I communicate with the other person is um, I don't feel like I have enough time in my day to be able to, um, I notice that this, this project is going to take longer than I expected. And at the moment, I don't have that time, but I can still value the person as the person, right? When we come back to our schedule, we have to really isolate 
the pieces and the components of the practice in the sense that like there's this misconception i just i was just on the phone with somebody before and they were talking about somebody that had money and then they were talking about their behavior and i said first of all people just because somebody has money doesn't mean they're smart just because somebody's skinny doesn't mean they're healthy there are these assumptions that even with somebody that learns that sit and learn um you can have somebody that sits and learns for many hours a day and doesn't have midos what happens is for a lot of us we go into this fantasy of if one thing if somebody has one thing they have everything which then creates the envy where we wish we had somebody else's life <laughs> when these pieces have to be isolated and if we value if we value our health then we need to work on our health it doesn't mean that that's going to cure everything so just like there are different rooms in the house every single room has to communicate clearly what is productive and what that room is meant for so when we take our practice apart or we take our our day apart we have to really sit with ourselves and ask ourselves where is the value in my day when i get up in the morning you start with the beginning and you say why why do i drink a cup of coffee why do i open the windows why do i talk to this and this person why do i do these things why do i feel like i'm busy does that busyness give me purpose so when we're able to break those things down it begins to really help us isolate our value system and then help us reconstruct so when you're going into that space just start to notice we'll 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 do a practice now where we'll do we'll take one one value okay and we'll kind of walk through it all right so take a moment to think about something that that you that you have to do today um think about it could be positive or negative it doesn't have to it doesn't have to um lean any direction but think about that thing and then ask yourself why you do it and where in your day it's going to fit and ask yourself how important it is to you so there are certain things that are pressing and certain things that are important and sometimes we confuse the two So I want you to ask yourself, is this something that's important? Is it something that's urgent or is it or is it something that I can value as important and push off to another day where there's something else that is more valuable or more important for me to do today. Right? So a lot of times we merge importance and urgency. So just take that in for a moment. And as you navigate that pressure cooker or that list or the the tasks that have to be done, notice if you can give things its value without acting on the urgency and just letting it go. So because we're so used to being productive, 
we want to go we want to act on our act on our beliefs or act on our experiences rather than take the time to just sit with it and that's the nurturing part that's the receiving part that's the returning part when we do that we're able to create more discipline in our life which is such a big part of it where we're able to put something to the side and say yes this is valuable but it doesn't belong on the list today if i need time for self-care if there is a if, if i need to figure other things out let me put that on the list ask yourself if you value yourself as a human being like if you do value yourself as a human being and you're struggling with let's say self-confidence that could be something that comes before let's say making money right because a lot of us for example it's it's a good kind of um it, it's a it's a good example because a lot of people think i'm gonna have money and then i'm gonna be confident or i'm gonna be skinny and then i'll be able to do the things i do when we begin to isolate our values where we say i value being confident then we just work on being confident rather than working on the things that will waste your time um and which which can be a lot of times making money um and again finances are important don't get me wrong you should always work on your finances but don't think that one thing is going to change everything else so when that comes when we come back to interior design that's like if you wash the floor that won't make the bed if you want the bed to be made you're gonna have to make the bed so as you move through this take the time to ask yourself the whys um why you do what you do and how you do them um and then ask yourself once you know why you do them and if they are valuable to you, ask yourself if you take the time to receive, to nurture, to allow that space, an intimate moment with the experience or the success. And a simple, simple thing to do is even in the morning is just take the time to spend that time with the sun. Like go outside and just spend time with day not the things you have to do in your day take a deep breath look at the trees look at the sky notice the rays of the sun and just allow it to nurture you because day is there <music>